This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. Welcome to AutoCorrect. Helping you correct your auto problems, our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Coach Charlie. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. I'm awesome because I drove a new ride to work today. Oh, so you got it in. Great. We We, talked about that last week. We did. And I'm afraid I let Everyday Tech Wednesdays live at 10 a.m. also on as a podcast. I let them uh, uh, take the first step because I called in, uh, you know, because I was playing with all the technology that's on it, all the lane assist, the blind spot mirrors. It's got something to keep you from being drowsy. Quite a difference from my 2006 van. <laughs> so you got to get used to all that. My daughter just got one last week as well. She got a Grand Jeep Cherokee and all these different things on it. She says that she don't know what they do. So the first thing, go to the owner's manual. Also, uh, I like YouTube. You know, I found some YouTube crazy Charlie Honda in uh, Iowa, and it, it's a guy who, you know, shows you how to do all of the things. Right. So that really helped me. And so yesterday I took off from work because I went to my county office and got a new license plate, which brings us to our guest. We're going to talk with, we are talking with the tax collector's office from Harrison County. Our guest is Sharon Nash. Sharon, welcome to AutoCorrect. Hey, hello. Actually, it's Sharon Nash Barnett, and my husband will beat me if he hears this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Miss Nash Barnett, we are so glad that you've uh, you've joined us. I picked the um, Donate Life specialty tag for my ride, and uh, there's quite a few. If uh, someone wants to, you know, be a little be a little special, donate to charity, and you've got some new ones. Tell us a little bit about the the newest specialty tag, Miss Barnett Na- Nash Barnett. Uh, we just um, started receiving on July first a new blackout tag. So the blackout tag is another substitute tag that you can get in place of a regular vanity tag. You can get the blackout vanity tag. So it has to be a vanity tag. Um, you decide what letters you would like to have on it, seven or less, and we put it on a blackout tag. It's black and white tag. You get it in the mail in about two weeks, so you must surrender your current tag that you have now. And the funds, half of the funds go to the Fallen Officers Police and Fire Department Fund. Excellent. Coach, what kind of tag uh, do you have? Well, you know, my wife has Ole Miss vanity tags. And you know what I was thinking about tags? I know that if you go to Hines County, you go to Rankin Counties, the tags are different price for the same vehicle. Why is that? Uh, why is the price different from county to county? Uh, yes, ma'am. 
Well, in a smaller county, for example, I'll just give you a smaller county. Well, in a smaller county, you can have a lot of um, people who are retired and they own their homes and their homes are exempt. So they're exempt up to 65 and older. So they only pay taxes on the difference past uh, $75,000. So anything over that, they pay the taxes on the difference. So you're not getting a lot of taxes from homes in smaller counties. So therefore, they pass that money on to the license plates, which makes your license plates more. Uh, in a county like Harrison, we're pretty large, so the money spread about amongst property taxes, businesses, uh, business taxes, home taxes, and your license plate. So it's spread out more evenly. Our tags is a little lower than the smaller counties. Okay, I was just thinking, you know, because I live in Rankin County, and Hines County is right next door to us, and the difference between Hines and Rankin is night and day. And I was just figuring out why. Here. And Jackson County and the city limits. It could be the same thing. Uh, in Harrison County, we have casinos. We have a lot of um, between the casinos and the restaurants and the businesses that we have here. We're able to spread that. We are able our uh, millage rates. They're based on what the cities need in order to take care of their city for their district. So they're able to lower those millage rates amongst the cities that we have here. In Harrison County, we have five of them. Um, but we have over 20 taxing districts here. So it's just based on the amount that they need to run their city. So in Harrison County, we seem to be a lot cheaper than other counties. Uh, I think we have a lot of problems with uh, one county getting tags in the other counties, even though they don't live there. How do you stop that? How are you asking for proof of address? Um, if you come to Harrison County, when you first initially get here, you just must have a Mississippi driver's license, and we tell you have 30 days to get it, or if you don't, it's against the law, it's a $400 fine. A lot of other states try to come here and get tags here because we're cheaper than our surrounding states in some cases. So what we do is we tell them to go ahead and initially give them the license plate, but after that, they have 30 days to go get a Mississippi driver's license, or it's a $400 fine if they get pulled over by the police department. And then when they come in to renew it at renewal time, they have to provide that Mississippi driver's license, or we will not let them renew it, because initially we blocked them from renewing it again. We put a hold on it saying they had a Louisiana driver's license, for example. Okay. We are very excited to have tax collector from Harrison County, Sharon Nash Barnett. We're talking about your license tags. Coach is here to answer vehicle repair questions. Our email address for the show is auto at mpbonline.org. Okay, here's my question. See, I think Coach and I could just spend the whole hour asking our own questions. I live in Hines County, and so I have to make my check out to Mr. Eddie Fair, and I saw on your website, people there in Harrison County make their uh, checks out to uh, Sharon Nash Barnett. Why do we make our checks out to you? Um, you make the checks out to either the tax collector's office, like the Harrison County Tax Collector, or Sharon Nash Barnett. It's whatever you prefer. But the reason you have to do that is because the tax collector is ultimately responsible. Um, we're responsible for settling the money to the tax authorities, but we're also personally responsible for it until it is settled. 
so um, when you initially sign up to be tax collector, you have to go through a lot of process once you're elected. I have to contact the Department of Revenue. They go by my social. So everything is by my social security number, not by the uh, Harrison County federal ID number or anything like that. So, I, but, but the fact that I'm held personally responsible for settling the funds, you're allowed to make the check out to Sharon Nash Barnett, which the account is under Harrison County Tax Collector, Sharon Nash Barnett at the bank. Wow. You are a true public servant to have to take on all that responsibility. That is a lot of responsibility, and you can be fine for messing up. The county's not fine. You, the tax collector is personally the one who is ultimately responsible for all of this. So you're personally responsible for all the income on those taxes? Do yes, you have- sir. We have to submit it to the right authority, and we have a deadline to meet that, and we get audited. Uh, and if we are in trouble for that audit, they will come after the tax collector personally. Oh, well, that's that's a lot well of responsibility. <laughs> well, we're talking about license plates, but uh, kind of going along with signage is the disabled parking placards. Tell us about that. How is your office involved in that? Um, the disabled parking placards and the license plates, we do ask you when you come in, you have to have a letter from your doctor. And the law has changed uh, in the last few years that now you're allowed to have two license plates. If you have a license plate in your name, we will give you two license, two disabled license plates. But we also give you two hang-in placards in case you need to ride with, you know, a child to go to a doctor's appointment or a nurse to go to a doctor's appointment. So we do give you two of those to put in your purse or in your wallet and take with you if you were to ride with somebody different. What is the percentage of disabled before you can get a disabled tag? Is it anybody can be disabled and get a tag? No, anybody can be disabled. If you can get the letter signed by the doctor saying that you're disabled, you are allowed. We are, you know, the statute says we must give you one if you have a letter signed by the doctor. My mama in Arkansas was always fussed because everybody was disabled and all of the disabled parking spots would be filled up. But I guess that... We don't really um, have a huge population of where we give out disabled tags all day or placards. Not in Harrison County, we don't. It's pretty evened out. We do not have that. Um, But a new thing that we do have is a new law that changed is 100% disabled American veteran plates. You did have to be 100% permanently and totally disabled. The law has changed as of July that you could be 75% and up. So if you have a letter from the VA that states you are permanently and totally disabled and 75% service connected, we will give you a DAV plate. You're entitled to two of those on a regular vehicle, and you're allowed one on a motorcycle, and those plates are a dollar. Ooh, that's a pretty good deal. So there is a, a difference in price of the disabled regular one and the disabled uh, veteran. Yes. Um, a regular disabled plate, you pay the same abalorm as a regular license plate, as a regular car tag. But the disabled American veterans plate, they are a dollar. You just have to pay initially. You have to pay for the mail fee, which arranges about $5 right now. Um, but uh, they're only a dollar, though. Awesome. That's great. If you've got a question, send your emails to us, auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about license plates and such. Between your vehicle repair questions, is your car under recall? Find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
on Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. are listening to autocorrect with coach charlie melton i'm liz gill now if you want even more autocorrect find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device autocorrect is heard on mpb think radio thursdays at 10 a.m with a replay saturdays at 11 so here's this promised recall here we go again coach hyundai is issuing a major recall for a disturbing problem exploding seat belts Oh, my gosh. This is like the third dealer. We've had this. The pretensioners. This time around, the safety order affects the automaker's venue subcompact SUV-like hatchbacks. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website. That's nitsa.gov slash recall. And just input your VIN, or you can find their Safer Car app. We're talking today with the tax collector's office from Harrison County. Our guest is Sharon Nash Barnett, and we are also taking your vehicle repair questions. Let's do an email we didn't get to last week. This is a change of engine tone. I recently changed from what used to be a tenor tone to a baritone sound i don't know what your musical ability is on this coach what to do well what i was thinking about that when i read that email it sounds like the uh exhaust may have a leak is the exhaust manifold or it could be the muffler or the pipes going to the muffler itself could have a leak and that will change from a tenor to a a baritone or a bass sound Look at you throwing out musical terms. I'm so glad you did. (laughs) (laughs) We are so excited to have uh, Sharon Nash Barnett as our guest today. You know, I was thinking about Miss Nash on... uh if I was thinking about a trailer on the road, how do y'all do trailer tags? Because I see a lot of trailers without tags on them. We hear that so much. (laughs) Um, Of course, we're not law enforcement, but you are, every vehicle has to be tagged. So all trailers have to be tagged as well. Boat trailers, utility trailers. And I know around here, you pull your boat trailer over to the boat launch over in Biloxi or Gulfport, you're going to get a ticket when the police go through there and not see a tag on it. So everything must be tagged. People call us, they ask us about tags all the time, and we tell them it's not hard, it's very easy. Mostly you just need a bit uh, bill of sale. We ask you to get two witnesses or a notary that protects everybody by doing it that way. So and it also protects us because we want to make sure that everybody's in agreement that you had a bill of sale to buy that trailer if there's no title. Um, and I would like to say this, a lot of times you can go down to like Tractor Supply or any other um, trailer uh, dealership, and they will sell you that trailer with a bill of sale, and they will also give you an MSO, which is like a title. And they'll tell you, you don't need to title this, or people will tell you, you don't need to title it, but really you, you should. And the reason you should is, down the road you're going to want to sell that trailer. And that person who's buying that trailer may want to go get a loan on it from the bank. 
and that bank is going to be adamant that they want a title. Well, now I can't just create one. I need that MSO that you have now misplaced and can't find. So when you come in here with anything new, we automatically suggest that everyone needs to title that trailer so we don't run into problems later. But for some reason, if you did not title it and you chose to register it only, if you get ready to sell it, you can go ahead and sell it. Make sure you put the year, make, model, the VIN number, and put two witnesses or a notary on it. And that person should be able to go in and purchase a plate. Um, also, a good thing to always remember is when you purchase something, whether it be a car tag or a trailer, you should always call your local tag office, your tax collector's office. We're always here to answer questions all the time. We would love to guide you to make the right decision. But if you buy a trailer or a car from someone and it's been setting up for, you know, five years, you need to check with us because I'm going to tell you before you purchase that, we need to know why has it been setting up and off the road. So the seller needs to sign an affidavit saying it's been parked and off the road before I sell you a license plate and give you a current tag because otherwise those penalties are going to be passed on to you. So we tell you, you must always ask us. We know how to help you, um, but if you run into that, you know, still call us because we can still help you. If you're in this county and the seller's in another county, that's okay. We usually call the seller and we'll tell them, hey, go up to your tag office and tell them you need to sign an affidavit of off-road, and then that office there will email or fax it to me, and I'll sell you a tag right here while you're standing here. There's no need to even go anywhere. So we know how to help you get what you need, but we would love for you to ask us before you buy anything. I think I got a question. What if the trailer does not have a VIN number on it or a serial number? Because there are trailers out there that you can buy that don't have serial numbers or VIN numbers. What do you do? You are right, and I'm just going to tell you I'm stuck on a boat trailer myself right now for that with the Department of Marines. Um, if you buy a trailer that does not have numbers on there, you really need to go through the process to get the state to issue you a VIN plate. So we have a form at the tax collector's office, and it's for a, um, a trailer without a VIN. You fill that form out. You say that you either homemade it or you purchased it from somebody, and they, there's like six answers, six questions at the top that you would need to mark that says it either fell off or maybe the salt water ate it up, but it's not on there anymore. Um, you'll fill that out, mail it to the state, and you should also take five pictures around the trailer of it and attach any invoices you have. So a receipt for screws or bolts or wood, and all you do is send that to the state, and they will mail you back a VIN plate to go on your trailer. It's actually very, very easy. All right, let's go to Alabama and talk with Jim. Jim, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. Our guest is Sharon Nash Barnett from the Harrison County uh, Tax collector's office yes ma'am thank you for taking my call uh i do i'd like to kind of shift the question to coach because it's a mechanical um economical issue about my car go right ahead okay uh long story short i bought a english car 2014 brand new it's a little bitty car and i don't want to mention the name i don't think that'd be appropriate um Suffice it to say, it's about the smallest car with four doors that you could imagine. Um, But anyway, the timing chain went out. Um, A number of things happened. It was brand new. I found out that there had been several class action lawsuits prior to this year car on the timing chain, and it was a $2,800 
bill just for the diamond chain and $1,200 to program the radio. And I ended up with about a $5,800 bill. And with the market the way it is, long story, short question, should I look to, to sell this thing and, and find a hoopty card just to get around in? Because I, I really don't know what to do, Coach. The thing has cost us an arm and leg. We can't afford it, I guess. And, yeah, I heard the used market was still hot. Yeah, I think what I'm thinking about here, if it's a car that you have to take back to a dealership constantly or if it's uh, something that your, a lot of your uh, shops don't know about the vehicle, uh, you know, they had a lot of those cars out there uh, before, and people just got rid of them because it started costing a lot of money to fix them. And if if the market's still hot, I'd go ahead and sell it and get another one that don't cost you as much. That's why it's buyer beware. That's right. Well, and then you'll put on there as is, you know, that you have no responsibility of anything that goes wrong with that car. Oh, Coach, we we got lucky. I, I, I'm not going to mention the name of the auto warranty company, but it was the first one out. And they were, I, we, we really dodged an artillery shell there because uh, they, I can't say the name, I realize that, but it was the first one that came around that comes to mind, and they were just absolutely wonderful. Yeah, a lot of those those, uh, insurances you get on them will help you, but just buyer beware on those as well because there's certain things that the deductible costs more than what it's going to cost you to fix the car yourself sometime. Thanks for calling in, Jim. Yes, ma'am, thank you. Let's, Y'all have a blessed day. Oh, uh, great. You. Let's go to Rick in Jackson. Rick, we're so glad you've called in today to ask your repair questions of Coach or ask a tax collector's question to our guest, Sharon Nash Barnett from Harrison County. Good morning. My mother's car, I've discovered, has a uh, expired tag by almost two years. What, how do we go about getting her tag reinstated? Well, in Harrison County, if your tag has been off the road, you can come in and sign an affidavit saying it's been parked and off the road. No one's been using it. We will remove the penalties. On a newer vehicle, we do suggest that you bring in a repair bill because, remember, our name's going there to override and remove penalties, and we have to answer that. So in a new vehicle, you really need a repair bill, but something older will just let you do an off-road if it really has been off the road. Um, but we do this, get, this um, you know, if, if a police officer lets us know they see it on the road, it gets flagged, and then we won't let you sign one. Right. Now, this is not off the road. She just forgot. Oh, okay. Well, then, uh, are, it, are you in Harrison County? No. Okay, so you'll just need to go in and talk to your tax collector, but they will charge you for a two-year tag if it's really that late. I'm not sure when her tag expires, but what will happen is this is really good information. Anytime you're late on your tag renewal, you could be up to 5% late. You could be 10, 15, and 20, and the maximum is 25. 25 is, I think it's 114 days late. When you reach that 25% penalty, your tag, you lose your legislative credit, which is more than half of your license plate right now. So let's just say, for example, my tag was $300 and I'm late. Well, I'm X amount of days late, so now I'm at a 5% penalty, and then a 10, and then a 15, and then a 20, and I'm so late that I've reached the maximum penalty of 25%. Well, not only do you get a 25% penalty, but you also lose your leg credit. The state takes it away from you and now adds it back in. 
so if my, my leg was probably $300 as well. So now I'm looking at a $300, my initial tag, $300, plus a 25% penalty, plus a $300 leg credit. You're looking at over $700. That's so you never want to have your tag be that late. I always tell people no more than three months. If you need to be late, you know, because the things happen, but you never want to be no more than about three months late. Okay. We'll just have to pay the piper. Thank you. Yes, sir. Because at the end of the day, we all have to answer to a state auditor. So, I mean, you can speak to your collector and see what they could do for you. But typically, yeah, you have to pay that because we all have to answer to, to a higher power. Rick, uh, uh, Hines County needs that money. <laughs> 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 Let's take uh, Jim from Jackson before we uh, we go. Jim from Jackson, thanks for calling in. Yeah, good morning. Um in the Tri-County area around Jackson, I see a lot of people driving golf carts on the public streets, including um, in another issue. Apparently, a lot of kids who can't possibly be old enough to have driver's licenses. But anyway, um, are golf carts are motor vehicles, aren't they, within the statutory definition and should be sporting a tag? Isn't that right? So we have golf cars and we have golf carts. Um, one of them is street legal and one of them is not street legal. One of them is comes with the MSO when you first purchase it, and it says this vehicle conforms to Highway Regulations 49. If you come in with that title, we it's street legal, and we sell you a license plate for it, but you have to be on a low-speed highway. So you cannot be on, on a major highway. You can't be on the interstate. Um, but that's the only way to get a street legal license plate. And they do not require a placard to be within city limits or anything. It's an actual license plate. Um, though I have one, actually. My tag is $350 for this thing. It's very expensive because I have to pay the hybrid fee as well because it is electric. So it has to be plugged in. So I paid $150 for the license plate and $150 for the electric fee. So tag, again, is around $300. Now, if someone comes, calls me and says, or comes up here and says, well, I made it street legal. I put lights and I put a horn and I put blinkers. It doesn't work that way. You cannot make a street legal golf cart street legal. I mean, a, a golf cart street legal. You cannot do that. So unless you have that MSO that says it's street legal or a low-speed vehicle or LSV, you cannot make it street legal. So therefore, it is just a golf cart, and it goes by your city's regulations. So whatever those statutes are is what everybody has to follow by. Uh, around here, typically, you would go to the city hall, and you would get a placard that goes in the golf cart, and you cannot be on a road. You would have to be on a sidewalk. On a sidewalk? A golf cart? <laughs> I mean, that's that's my assumption of golf carts. Uh, he, people are everywhere with those, so I agree with you. They are everywhere, but it's up to your police department and the city to regulate those. Well, in these okay. subdiv in these subdivisions, yeah, you see a lot of golf carts riding around in subdivisions, and they do not have tags. They're just golf carts. No. But I'll say in some cities, you can do that. We have cities around here that you could actually have a golf cart, and you, you can ride around in the neighborhood. We actually, they just passed some ordinances in our neighboring cities where you can do that. Um, but if you don't have, if you, I mean, that would be up to your city to, to decide if that's okay or not. 
Um, but for example, for mine, it actually has a license plate and could be on the road. And we have one because we go camping a lot. So we have one if we go to Flint Creek, for example, or any other national park, or we just take it with us and it has a license plate on it, and we can drive through the park and go fishing, and we have a license plate. We don't have to worry about it. Well, there was a question that I had for you when you talked about uh, plug-in because it's electric and the tag costs more. Explain the difference between a hybrid electric vehicle and a regular gasoline vehicle. Is the tag different? The, the only difference is between a regular license plate and a not is that it's a high, if you have to pay the hybrid fee. So mine does not take gas. So if it doesn't take gas, I have to pay a yearly hybrid fee of $150. Is that for all electric vehicles? All electric vehicles, and it just went up. Uh, was it went up ten dollars? I do believe it just went up a few days ago. I think it went up ten more dollars. Our email address, where you can send your questions, and we've got a couple more to go to, is auto at mpbonline.org. We are talking license plates and tax collector's office questions, but that's just between your car repair questions. What's in the news? I'll tell you that next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired from Clinton's High School Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone. It's the MPB Public Media app. Don't forget, when you go on vacation, you can still listen to us either live through the app or you can listen on demand to our podcasts. And you can always make a contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting that way. Another way to make a contribution is if you buy the MPB specialty tag. There's a for you MPB specialty tag, and uh, a portion of that proceeds goes to support the MPB Foundation. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So this is a some news that's probably especially interesting to our guest, Sharon Nash Barnett, the Harrison County tax collector. Um, I want to get her take on this. So after California in 2018 and Arizona in 2019, Michigan is now the third state to legalize digital license plates. A plate can be switched between light and dark modes. There's space for personalization banner at the bottom of the rectangle. Renewing registrations can be done through an app. The plate can display public safety announcements like an amber alert and they contain GPS and telematics transponders so a vehicle can be located in a parking lot or if it's stolen. Sharon, what would you think if Mississippi went to digital plates? 
I think that would be awesome. I mean, I can't answer to the police department for sure on what <laughs> makes it easy for them, but I do know that they already have card readers on our uh, tag readers on our um, cameras now. So, like, if, if you go underneath the red light, there's a camera, and that camera can already pick up by your license plate if you don't have insurance in some areas. And in most areas, it'll tell you if the license plate is stolen. So we already do that here in Harrison County, I know for sure. Um, actually, we've ran into that a few times where people have came to me and said that, um, you know, a tag, their tag came up as stolen and maybe it was a typo. So we've had to correct it for them before. Um, so I think that's awesome, though. Uh, but as far as renewing license plates online, you can definitely renew license plates online. We, uh, in Harrison County, we have a website you can go to, deltacomputersystems.com. You can renew your license plates right there. You can call and do it over the phone. You can mail it in, walk in. So we try to make it, we give you all the options to make it easy where you do not need to come in unless you just want to or unless you have a new purchase, of course. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into uh, antique tags next, but let's just do this email we didn't get to last week. Coach, uh, just got this car out of the shop at the dealer after being there for over a year because of recall issues with the transmission control module. This is a 2014 Ford Focus. They finally fixed it. My question is, do I need to go ahead and try to get the car get out of the car in case the repair doesn't hold. It's been an absolute nightmare. Well, you know, the manufacturers have an arbitration uh, law in the back of their owner's manual. You can go to arbitration, and if you think that they can't fix that vehicle, if you have more problems with that vehicle and it's the same problem, they will buy that vehicle back from you through arbitration. So what it does, it goes through a panel, and they will talk about it, and you'll be give your... Uh, definition of what was wrong with it and why and then the manufacturer will tell them why they could not fix it or why it takes it's taking so long because several years ago i had to go through arbitration and they bought my vehicle back excellent uh, but is there ever a problem where a I guess a recall has been fixed, but then it found out it's not really fixed. Let's talk about these recalls real quick. Recalls, more than uh, one manufacturer has the same parts. I want you said Kia had uh, seat belts and others had seat belts. Well, a lot of these parts are made in the same factory with a different name. And if all those parts are bad, it could affect Ford. It could affect uh, any of the other manufacturers as well. So when you think about that, it's according where the parts coming from. And a lot of them cannot be fixed. If you think, go back to the Toyota recall that first they said it was the carpet in the way. Then they said it was the switch and they said they really didn't know what it was. All right. So, well, good luck with that, Gina. I hope you get your Ford Focus figured out. Our guest today is the Harrison County tax collector, Sharon Nash Barnett. We're taking your questions by phone and by email. Uh, Sharon, so tell us about the antique car tags. How old? I have a 2005 (laughs) car. Is that old enough for an antique car yet? No, that's not old enough yet. It has to be 25 years old. So if you buy a vehicle from someone who, um, in a car, if you go out and buy an antique vehicle from someone that's 25 years or older, um, you can come in and you need, a, if it don't have a title, which sometimes it don't, Mississippi started titling in 1969. So if you have a vehicle that's older than that, we ask you to come in with something that's going to create a title. 
Well, to create a title, you can either do a purchaser's oath, which we have here in the office, and you will need a bill of sale with two witnesses or a notary. We will attach both of those to equal a title. Or we, for years and years, we've always taken three things, which is two, bill, two consecutive bill of sales and one registration, which would be the one that we would sell you. So in other words, you buy an antique vehicle from someone, and you have your bill of sale where you just bought it from him, and if he has his bill of sale where he got it, then that's two items. And then once I sell you a license plate, that equals three, and we can create a title that way as well. Um, antique vehicles, if it already had a current antique vehicle on it, you're going to get the exempt price of an antique vehicle, which is less than $30. But if you're buying it from someone out of state and it's an antique, you got to pay that first year's Avalorum, which equals you about $70. You know, I was and, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I just wanted to go ahead and I did look up that law because it literally just changed a few days ago on that hybrid fee and electric fee. The hybrid fee increased to $80 and the electric fees increased to 161 So, for example, on my golf cart, my fee went up to 161 versus 151 And it doesn't change with the make and model or how much the car costs? It's no, always sir. the same? None. It's a flat rate. Okay, another question real quick. Uh, I'm thinking about that dual-use fee. You said that uh, I got a piece of paper that says Florida charges a use fee, Mississippi charges a use fee on their tag. When you buy a new vehicle, uh, what's the deal with that? Okay, so we're not reciprocal with the state of Florida. So I love telling people this because I always want my people to be informed and please always ask us. If you go out of state to buy a vehicle, your residence is in Mississippi. So you have to get your license plate in Mississippi. Your insurance is Mississippi. Your driver's license is in Mississippi. So if you go out of state and buy a vehicle, you need to make sure that state is very aware that you're going to pay Mississippi sales tax. If they tell you anything different, they're typically wrong. So if you go to Florida, for, I mean not Florida, if you go to Louisiana or Alabama, for example, typically they will go ahead and collect your 5% sales tax because they know you're from here, but they will forward us your title, your bill of sale, and a check to cover your sales tax because their law says they must collect it, but once they collect it, they do send it here with your paperwork. Now, if you go to Florida, they will have you sign a form saying that you purchased a vehicle over there and you knew you were going to have to pay sales tax and you're going to have to pay it over there. I think it's around 9%. And then when you get here, you're blindsided because we didn't receive that money and you're going to pay 5%. So you should always check with us and let us guide you because we only want you to have to pay it one time, 5%. You know, we have people coming in here and they're totally stressed out now. they got to pay the 9 and the 5 so typically, though, we do get on the phone with the state of Florida and explain we're not reciprocal with them, and is there any way for the person to get their money back? Nine times out of the ten, you're not getting it back. Yikes. So you're saying don't go to Florida and buy a vehicle if you live in Mississippi. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not you're saying. saying that. You might. I, people buy from Florida all the time. I'm not. <laughs> well, I wouldn't either. That's, uh, you know, 14% sales tax. That's a little high. Yeah, I'm not doing it, but a lot of people will. But I will tell you this because this just happened, and y'all are people are not aware. But I've been informing everyone on social media that legislative credit just changed from um, 6.5 to 8.75. That is amazing. Um, when I first started here 20 years ago, legislative credit was like three, and then over the years it's changed from 3.5, 5 percent. 
6% was the most I've seen. Well, this July 1st, it just changed to 8.75. So what that means, anyone who purchased a vehicle in July, or if you have a tag renewal that's up in July, not June and not May, but July, if your tag is up for renewal, you will get that 8.75% credit. So let me tell you, give you an example of what that means. All right, you live in Biloxi, Mississippi, and you have a new vehicle. If I price you for June, it's about $500. If I price you for July, it's only $200. So that's a huge difference. But the person who paid that $500 in June, they will get that 8.75 at renewal time next June. So they're going to get the same thing. It lasts a year. Um, the legislative the legislative credit changes yearly in July. Sometimes it stays the same. Sometimes it don't. But your legislative credit is a credit that is given by your state legislator to reduce the cost of Mississippi tags based on the value of the vehicle. So the percentage rate is set each year by the Department of Revenue, and then we pass it on on July the 1st. So everybody has been amazed that they're getting those tag renewals in the mail, and they drop so dramatically. No, I just bought tags yesterday. I mean, so you should have waited. <laughs> well, no, I bought them yesterday. The purchase, date? The, yes. the purchase date was the day before yesterday, but it was still humongous. I guess I should be glad that it wasn't more humongous. Yes, if you got a tag in July, <laughs> yes. if you're per- not when you bought it, now not when you walked in here, when you what your purchase date was. If your purchase date was in July, yes. then you got the 8.75, which is awesome. So it yes, awesome. it could have been a lot worse. Uh, <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> Mine was already quite a lot. <laughs> and it, that's across the whole state, so it's been pretty good. Let's do another email. This one's for you, Sharon. Uh, We got another email. Uh, This is from Chris. Chris says, can you explain bonded titles for cars bought with a bill of sale? Previous owner had a mechanics lien and did not complete a new title application. Okay, so um, a title bond is for anything six years or older. You cannot use it on anything other than that. It has to be six years or older. The Department of Revenue will not accept it because it's a newer vehicle. Um, because the reason is there's no reason why you should not be able to always get have a title. So anytime you buy a vehicle, you should automatically have a title. If you buy it from a mechanic shop, typically they will do abandonment paperwork, a mechanic shop or a towing company. So abandonment paperwork and, um, uh, yeah, abandonment paperwork from a repair shop or towing company, you use that paperwork in place of a title. So you either got a title or you have that. But if you buy a vehicle from anyone with a, that had a mechanic's lien and it's a, 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 from an individual, you must have a title. So if you can't get a hold of that title, we will let you go get a title bond in our county at least anyway. Because I've heard some counties won't even let you. But I know for sure in Harrison County you're allowed to do it because the law says you can. And we follow the law. Um, but to do that, you must have a bill of sale saying whom you purchased it from. It must have two witnesses and a notary. You have to go to an insurance company, purchase a bond, which can be $100 and up. 
you will bring that bond back to us along with the bill of sale. We will ask you on another form, why did you purchase a title bond? And you have to put a good reason on there. Not that I bought it from someone who lost a title. That's not a good reason. You need to go back to the owner, tell them to file for a replacement title. Um, so if you have a really good reason on there, we accept it. We send it to the Department of Revenue. And then once they receive it, it's up to them to issue you a title, not your local tag office. So the Department of Revenue will run it through all the states. They'll make sure it doesn't come up stolen. They'll make sure it wasn't a salvage or flooded because then you got more problems. But if everything checks out, we will issue a title off of a title bond. But the word bond never comes off that title. Your title will be branded um, like it, like a flood. It'll be branded the word title bond forever. Um, I don't have problems once the title is issued. Like if it was me, for example, I would buy a car from somebody that was branded title bond. That doesn't bother me. Um, it can happen. But um, I would not ever suggest going out and buying a car without a, a title, period. All right. We are discussing license plates and taking your car repair questions. Always you can send us your emails to our address, auto at mpbonline.org. We have a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. This is a Chevy Bolt EUV. He's really excited about this. So you can watch this on YouTube and listen to it here on AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. The car I'm testing this week uses no gasoline, drives itself, and still has space for four people and all their luggage and a very comfortable luxurious interior. It's the 2022 Chevy Bolt EUV. The EUV means it's the slightly larger, slightly bigger, slightly rimmer, more luxurious version of Chevrolet's popular Bolt electric car. And as an electric car, it has really good performance. So it'll go 247 miles, all electric before plugging it in. Recharge time, it's a little bit long. If you do it on a DC fast charger, you're looking about 90 minutes to recharge. On a 240 volt home charger, about, about seven and a half hours. And if you plug it into a regular wall outlet, it'll be days. But once you do that, you've got a very fast car, 0 to 60 in six and a half seconds, and very pleasant. Inside, heat and ventilated front seats, Bose audio, wireless CarPlay, and all the safety gear. But the coolest thing, of course, is the Super Cruise system that allows you to press a button and take your hands off the wheel on designated highways. So all this comes at a price. The Bolt EUV starts at $33.5. This one, as equipped, $43,190. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. 
Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. We've got Harrison County tax collector Sharon Nash-Barnett as our guest today. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE certified master technician. It's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Tip of the Week this week is if you're going to have some mechanical work done to your vehicle, make sure you get more than one opinion to make sure that the repair is what needs to be done. Excellent. We like that. All right, uh, Coach, we, let's, uh, we've got an email. This is this Volvo one. Hi, Coach. Gives a general opinion on Volvos. I'm looking at buying a pre-owned 2006 Volvo C90. I've not had any experience with Volvos. It only has 100, 115,000 miles for a 2006. Wow. What's your opinion on Volvos? Well, Volvos, they're just like any other I would say uh, foreign vehicles. Uh, Ford used to own them. Then they uh, went to another manufacturer. But on that tip, uh, that typical vehicle, you just it's more expensive to repair due to it's foreign. But uh, they're good vehicles. I think the only time that I ever heard any much problem when it was the air conditioner problem one time. But most of them, that Volvo's a good vehicle. Good to know. And I hope uh, I hope that helps Julie with her email. All right. We have just about a minute left. Uh, Sharon Nash Barnett, we are so excited that you have been on our show today. Uh, oh, my goodness. I looked at your website. You register aircraft? Yes, ma'am. We do register aircraft. They get a registration sticker yearly, just like a license plate. And I love that you have a information to save you time on your webpage. <laughs> well, uh, everybody who actually knows me knows I go out of my way to put information out everywhere. I'm all about it. I'm usually joined to all the local community pages where I can put information out there. It's not to be nosy. It's just because I'm trying to give you the latest updates as much as often as I can. And trying to put it on our website is just another way of me doing that. Well, fantastic. We will have that information on the show information for our show. Let's see. One thing else. Yeah, the the thing about the the license, my son just moved to Washington State. And, oh, when he went to go get his uh, driver's license, he had to clear up some things erroneous that were from other states. But, yeah, you had to get the driver's license. Then he got the car titled. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Harrison Thanks County Tax Collector. Me. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Sharon Nash Barnett. Thank you, Java Chapman, for being our engineer today. Thank you, intern Charles, for uh, answering our phones. So fo- for Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Liz Gill. And thank you. Yes, you. Talking to you at the stoplight. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 